What's up, everybody? I'm Dylan Getz, sports editor at Central Michigan Life. This week on Maroon and Bold, Mitch Vosberg and I will discuss the wrestling team's postseason, the women's basketball team's chances at a number one seed in the MAC tournament, and provide an update on the baseball and softball teams. Welcome back to another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm Dylan Getz, sports editor at Central Michigan Life. I'm here to talk CME Sports today with uh, sports reporter Mitch Vosberg. Mitch, how's it going today? Hey, you know, it's Tuesday, so I'm doing all right. Tuesday doing all right? You're, Tuesday, all, right. you're, you're almost a Thursday, and then, then we're on the way down, right? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so so what do we got going on tonight? We got men, men's team, CMU men's team is currently playing Western. Yep, currently right now they're playing right now at University Arena in Kalamazoo, uh, 20 minutes from my old stomping grounds. Uh, oh, yeah. So. I always forget you're from there, Mitch. Yeah, kind of. I don't always, well... I always don't admit that, especially up here nowadays. But you know. <laughs> I, I'm sure your friends always remind you, right? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, they must all be all be Western fans, right? Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, that that's pretty funny. I, I've never heard of that before. I, I think you might be the only one I know in Mount Pleasant from Kalamazoo. So oh, we're, uh, we're make it unique, right? <laughs> sure, uh, unique. Why not? Yeah. So what else is going on? Are you excited for the Wings game tonight, right? Yeah, excited might be might be the best word. Uh, the past couple years have been disappointing. <laughs> Just traded Peter Mrazek, but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, poor drafting and poor free agency and trades <laughs> kind of um, uh, yeah torpedo this franchise for the next five years. I, I had to make sure uh, I had to make sure I said something to you about that. I want to make sure I want to see your take on on what they were doing. Peter Mrazek, huh? Oh, yeah. I, I I didn't like it either, but anyway, we can go ahead and get started. Uh, today we're going to be talking MAC wrestling tournament, uh, the you know women's basketball MAC tournament, and then uh, how baseball and softball are doing. We can start with CMU wrestling. They finished with uh, eight and six overall record in dual meets, right? And uh, they only had two lost, I believe, in MAC play. Yep. Is that right? Uh, home uh, against Missouri, then at Kent State. Kent yep. State was kind of an upset. But. Yeah, yeah, that one was a tough one. Uh, they got a few impressive wins, you know, dropped the big ones, obviously, to Missouri. And then, you know, they fell to Michigan, too, on their, la- on their last, uh, you know, their last dual meet of the, of the regular season, at least. Talk a little bit about that one. You said there was a couple guys that, you know, were held out because they were sick, or what, what was going on with that? Uh, well, it was Michigan Senior Day in Michigan, number four team in the country. They came off a very competitive uh, dual meet against Ohio State where Adam Kuhn, number one, now number one ranked heavyweight, knocked off Kyle Snyder. Uh, I talked to him really afterward. He's felt that was probably the best competition he's seen in a dual meet. He said probably since Missouri's undefeated, maybe a better team, but Michigan was a lot uh, better battle-tested. Mm-hmm. Michigan had a lot of top 10, top 20-ranked guys in that lineup. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Oliver, well, at that point, they started at 184, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it was, or 165 or somewhere in there. Yeah, and, whichever weight class. Yeah. But. but all of those... Um, well, regardless, uh, 149, which is Oliver's weight class, number four ranked Oliver. Uh, the meet was out of hand. It was like 25 to six or nine or something like that. And, yeah, you know, he still. They just want to make sure that they happened to that. It was a knee he injured against Missouri. It's kind of mm-hmm. precautionary thing. So. Yeah, I think some of them were kind of holding back. I mean, I was following along. I didn't get to watch it, of course, but I was I was following along, and I feel like, you know, right before it's the last last meet of the season, it's not Mac play. Uh, you're really just playing. You're really just out there to, you know, to prepare. And I think before the uh, before the MAC tournament, anyway, he he might be a little bit more worried about his guys that have been injured, don't want to get re-injured. We already talked about uh, Colin, Colin Heffernan, who had the shoulder problem. So I I think that's an okay loss to drop. You know, I don't think they're is. too worried about it. Uh, last year, well, last season, not not this one that's going on right now, but they swept uh, they swept the state. 
So they won against Michigan, Michigan State, and then all the MAC teams in the state too. So I think they're, they're you know, kind of proud of that. But you know, they're not going to be able to do that again this year. Yeah. But uh, MAC tournament that's March third and fourth, right? So it's not this weekend. Next, Next weekend. weekend. In McGurk, if you get a chance. Yeah, in McGurk. That, that, that'd be some high quality wrestling because MAC wrestling, believe it or not, is one of the better in the count, one of the better in the nation actually. Yeah, so. no, definitely. They what did they finish the season? They were up there in the twenties, I, th- I believe. Or? Last uh, New Rings came out today. I haven't a chance to look at them yet. Uh, they were twenty going on the Michigan meet. I, okay. I have a hunch it's probably going to be Sam Pack because you know number four on the road. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not exactly like a devastating loss to take to your reputation. Exactly, yeah. So, again, MAC tournament, March 3rd and 4th in McGurk Arena. So you'll be able to attend that one. Uh, I think, you know, the day, if you got to pick one day to go, you better go on the 4th where the championships are. Uh, you covered wrestling this season. Who should CMU fans be watching for in this MAC tournament if they go going to attend? Well, obviously the one that, obviously the top rank, you, the two that really I've only seen do well, Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, there's a lot. Obviously, I want to see them all do well, but there's two that really highlight. It's what I call, you know, the duo of doom was Mason Smith <laughs> and Justin Oliver. There you go. Uh, I feel like those two weight classes in particular, um, maybe it's kind of where uh, CMU kind of has the strong points at. Mm-hmm. I know 141, uh, there's some good wrestlers, but I feel it's going to come down to Smith and Jaden Ironman, Missouri. 149, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Springer from Eastern's having a dynamite season. Yeah. He had a big lead on Oliver in his return match, and Justin still able to squeak it out. I think, really? absolutely. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be Springer, um, Oliver, and probably Grant Leith again. And again, um, yeah, I have no clue. What, I don't know if you saw the Missouri meet, but Grant Leith wears this weird neck brace. I know there's probably a medical reason behind it, but it's kind of yeah. the first time I've ever seen like a wrestler do that. I think I saw a photo of it actually. It is kind of odd. It is yeah. odd, but I'll tell you what, the kid sure can wrestle though. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a reason for that match. Hey. Leeds jump eleven to three. Well, yeah, hey, 30, everybody so. at Missouri can wrestle. That, that's their that's their pride and joy right there. Absolutely, they are just you know very and, dominant. And of course, I think all the upperclassmen too, the seniors, you got to look at Heffern at one fifty seven. I, th- if Heffern does his job right, I think it's a crash course second year in a row where we see him and Joey LaValle go at it again. Mm-hmm. And last year, they pushed double sun and victory. Colin probably should have had that takedown, but, you know, it is what it was. Yeah, and, yep. Uh, CJ 174, I, you know, he'll do he's just... He's got a chance, he'll, yeah. I think he'll do just fine. Uh-huh. Again, I think if he does his job, everything's fine. He was on a collision course with Daniel Lewis, who was All-America 165 last year. Yeah. And Lewis kind of got to Brucky, I think, at that dual meet. There was a major decision. I think I think CJ wants to crack at him. I think there's oh, a sour yeah. taste in his mouth right now. And yeah, I think there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys like that, who who ended up not doing too well in, in last year's MAC tournament when they kind of expected to. And now they're going to be coming back. You know, they're getting older, and they want that win. They want that MAC tournament win. You know, it's going to be so much better because, you know, all their family's going to be here. It's at CMU. So if you had to pick, if you had to pick one guy who's going to – uh, coming first at this MAC tournament, one guy, one guy in all ten starters. Um, you touched a little bit about Mason Smith, Justin Oliver. I mean, hey, Stencil's even in there. I mean, exactly. he's been doing. He's had a great season, even though it is his first season. But he, I mean, he's been wrestling with the best of them. Uh, Heffernan also. So if you had to pick one guy, uh, who would it be? If I had to choose one, just one favorite, don't give a sleeper afterward. Uh, the one favorite I definitely like because he's a aggressive style, like you mentioned. I I would probably have to say Matt Stencil. Matt Stencil. Huh? Yeah, I, he hasn't seen Jake Gunning yet at Buffalo, who I personally think is the favorite mm-hmm. in the MAC. I think him, Hutchinson, and Stencil are kind of the top three. And Suggles come on us late. I know I'm against some other ones, but those are the four that I see right away. 
Okay. I think I would think Stencil wants redemption after you know getting pinned by Suglio and getting pinned by Coon. Right. Plus, I just want to see him and Gunning go at it personally. I mean, we've seen him and Hutchison already. Oh I, yeah. I think those two for the Mac is Gunning won the Mac last year. I want to see definitely if they can keep it going. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I oh, this is tough, you know, but. I don't know if I'd go with Stencil just because he 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 is young, you know. Nothing against your pick, but I mean, he what it's his first year wrestling. Uh, he redshirted last year, so he's technically you know a sophomore, like uh, Acad- student yeah. acad- academically, um, you know, a freshman to eligibility. But if I had to pick one, I'm just gonna I I gotta say it, I gotta I gotta show off for the seniors, right? Um, <laughs> Colin Heffernan, I mean he. He wants it, you know. Like mm-hmm. we we've read so many stories about how he's had problems with his shoulder, and how he's had to fight back, right? And um, we we thought he had a really good chance last year too, and he, it, it was it was such a competitive match between the two. It was so tight. Yeah. It it's just it seems like you know with with having that home field or home home mat advantage, um, and then it being his his last year uh you know it just seems like everything's kind of lining up for him yeah. you know i really want to see him do well he's a real nice kid absolutely <laughs> he's a, he's a great kid loves cleveland by oh, a mile yeah, he, does. he loves it so much yeah he does love cleveland does. and before you transition i want to throw one sleeper at you yeah. one person you really need to watch out for i've i've noticed this all year barely mentioned the 225 pounds watch out for drew hildebrandt mm-hmm. he has been red hot as a late and also barely mentioned this i agree with it no one at 125 has really pulled away I think right. I've had to pick a favorite right now. I think Missouri still debating. Maybe, maybe McGee. I don't know who it is. Maybe Perlman McGee. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The favorite right now, I think, would be Brock Huggins out of Northern Illinois. Okay. Very physical wrestler. But Drew's been red has a late. 125 is wide open. Yeah. I well, Drew was one of them. Drew and Matt Stencil were the only two guys to get wins at Missouri, wasn't it? Absolutely. He, yeah. He, so definitely keep an eye out for those guys. I mean, if they can beat Missouri's wrestlers, they can beat anybody, right? Well, Anybody in the MAC. On the MAC, yes. I was about to say Penn State, Ohio State, and no. Michigan. That's that's a different beast. Yeah, but. anybody in the MAC, let's say we we are talking about the MAC tournament here. Exactly. You know? So that that's what we're worried about now. We're worried about NCAA's later. Is that right? Yep. So um, anyway, that that's kind of your your recap of the MAC tournament for wrestling. Um, not this weekend. Next weekend, March third and fourth, McGurk Arena. Be wrestling pretty much all day. It's gonna be a gonna be a good weekend. Uh, Plus, I think that's a week. That is a weekend right before spring break too. That's correct. So students, so, yeah. so students, if you're gonna stick around for a weekend or something, want to stay around? Yeah, maybe because well stick around. Yeah, I mean, if everybody else leaves, everybody in the dorms leaves, you can go ahead and uh, check out check out the wrestling team. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if students are getting for free with their ID or not. I have a talk with my SID tomorrow about that. But if you get a chance, okay. check it out. Please do. I, I I think they I think they will. You would I think mean, you would think so but. because you, you see if. If it's held at McGurk Arena, every other event held at McGurk Arena typically is free for students. I mean, I think they'd catch a few students. uh, You know, some students don't even bring their wallets or something to these events. So I think I think it would be for their benefit too. Mm -hmm. I I think that 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 would be the best way to get a good turnout. Um, Plus, obviously, all the families are going to be there. I mean, it's a big event. But otherwise, um, moving on, we got women's basketball. Who plays tomorrow? Wednesday they play. Uh, who was it? Uh, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois tomorrow. They they beat them earlier this season. Uh, that one was not one of the closer ones. But we can we're gonna touch on the rest of the uh, rest of the remaining games for for Central Michigan women's basketball this year. So far they're thirteen and one. And wow, I mean that record. 
their first loss was against Buffalo, who's the second best team in the MAC right now, and that was just last week. Yeah, well, on I mean, the road too, by the way. On the road, exactly. That was a that was a tough game, but Central Michigan. I mean, they just had a great start to the start to the season. They had a few tough losses in like you know the non conference play, they like had a Purdue couple, like, or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course they they're gonna they drop that one, and then I think they lost. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I think it's Quinn. I don't know how to pronounce it actually, Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac or something Quinnipiac, like that. Quinnipiac, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, close, I mean. Close enough. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and forget about that <laughs> loss, right? Um, anyway, they were on track to be the first team since 1984 to go undefeated in MAC play. But then they ended up dropping that one uh, dropping that one against Buffalo last week. So we'll see how, how they ended. But I think their biggest, technically, if, if the women's basketball tournament started today, Central Michigan would be the first seed. Then you got Buffalo, Ball State, Miami, and they've already clinched the first round by. So there's no way, no way they're gonna play on Monday of spring break week. They're already gonna, you know, they already booked their booked their seats in Cleveland, uh, even if they're only there for one game, similar to what happened last year with Western. We we don't really have to talk about that one. Let's I, not. Let's yeah, look, that let's, was just a bad. They're the they're the top seed, and you know Western just. Kicked him out. It was a shocker. Oh, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, you know, I always hold back when I'm talking about that game. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if they, so say they win out, obviously they'll be uh, the number one seed. But I think their toughest game, uh, they've yet to play Western at Western. And talk about that McGurk Arena game. I mean, Jesus, it was really yeah, it was close. It was that unreal. That place was lit up when Cassie Breen hit a go-ahead three with, you know, just under a minute left, I think it was. The roof almost blew off that place. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, just the students who were there, you know, that place lit up. And that was one of their closest games all season other than the loss to Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's going to be so much harder for them to get this win away because, you know, they almost they almost lost at home. Um, Cassie Breen, that was her first – the the uh, three that she hit to go ahead, that was her first three of the whole game. So they were really locking. They were, they were playing good defense. Mm-hmm. Cassie Breen normally is always open on that on that uh, left side corner, and, you know, she's just that eye from three. Um, that was just an unbelievable win. And then, you know, obviously, yeah, and I used their next game. Then, then what is it, WMU? It's at WMU. I just want to know one thing. Uh, when they played at NAU this, past, uh, this season, yeah. it was a three-point win. Oh, three point. That although that was in the comp, by the way. So okay. I think home court advantage might help a little bit. So so what was the uh, the Ball State game? Was that one a close one or maybe I got those two confused? So the Ball State game. Ball State in Muncie was sixty nine. To sixty five. To sixty five. Okay, so they were both pretty close ones. They were close games, but those were also on the road. Yeah. And with this team too, I noticed they, they with Hudson and Breen and they can get, they can get really streaky. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what? I kind of off night shooting kind of hurts them a bit. Yeah, I think they definitely a good shooting team with Hudson and Breen, but I think their rocks are really uh, <laughs> like the rebounding, just yeah, just unbelievable rebounding from Tinara Moore, who leads the program record in blocks. I mean, she's just unbelievable. Nobody can nobody can mess with her down on a block. Yeah. And then you have Raina Frost. And then her. Raina Frost, who pulls down and like thir- something like crazy thirteen or fourteen rebounds a game. You know, number one in the MAC by far. And then number two in the MAC is Tinara. So, both of those guys averaged, you know, double doubles, mm-hmm. and it's it, they really dominate it down low. Um, 
other than that, they, they spread it out too with Cassie Breen and Presley Hudson. They create so much space because they can shoot from so far out. I mean, I remember Cassie Breen, you know, last season, that was when she she would light up for like 40, 45 points. It was just unbelievable. And you know she has the ability to do that again. I don't think they're giving her as much freedom this this year, but they have more talent. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're still winning games. So I, I don't think uh, Sugavara, I don't think she's worried about that. Yeah. I don't think she's worried that uh, Presley's scoring has went down a bit, but, I mean, man, can they shoot? And they can rebound for sure. Absolutely. That, that, that's two of the uh, two of the three three things. All you got to do now is defend, right? Absolutely. <laughs> they got Tanara Moore back there on defense. I mean, that that's the only stat you need to know. If you if you only needed one stat about Tanara Moore uh, for her whole career, I mean, she leads block. She leads the block um, category for CMU. By far. <laughs> I mean, I think she broke it, like, earlier this season, maybe even late last I think season. It was, I think it was middle of the season this year. She officially really? broke it. I think okay, so it was earlier this season. I think it was Yeah, this I mean, year. she's just unbelievable. <laughs> I feel bad for some, some of the smaller guards, you know. Uh, you know, she 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 has size to her advantage, of course, but some of the smaller guards just drive in there, and they, they hope for the best, and they, they just get packed. <laughs> that, that's always fun to watch. They're, they're a good team to watch. Um Andy Gleason, I don't know if you saw. It. Did you see his column about how they're they're kind of like the Warriors? It's it's an interesting way to look at interesting it. Interesting take. It right? is um, comparing to Nara. I think he, he compared Nara to KD. Did yeah, he did because they uh, both they. I mean, scoring scoring on the other side. Yeah. I, I saw his argument right. Yeah. Tanara, I don't think she has the freedom to score like KD does, yeah. but they both lead. Yeah, they're both. They both lead the well. The Mac won the Mac won the NBA in blocks. And that was his argument. Yeah. I mean, you can't really debate that. No, you I mean, can't really. both of both of them are you know long, and they they block a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> that was an interesting take, though. And he said, I think it was Presley Hudson was, uh, was Curry, Steph Curry, right? And then Cassie Breen was that. Was that Clay? Yeah, that was, was Clay. Clay. Yep. And then uh, was, it, was Michaela Kelly? Michaela Kelly was Andre Iguodala, yep. and then Draymond Green was. Tanara. No, or it? not Tanara, uh, Raina. Raina Frost. Raina Frost, yeah. So what a take for you right there. I mean, <laughs> that, that was a fun read. I'll tell you what. I mean, I never saw that one coming. Even as even as an editor, I was said, you know, there's no way. I, I think he texted me and told me about it. He said, oh, I got a fun one for you. So I so I hop on the computer, right, and I'm like, oh, no, what what is this? And it ended up being a great read. Uh, definitely go check it out. Andy Gleason, he's a great reporter. Um, he's definitely having a lot of fun with those columns, I'll tell you what. Um, anyway, so they they do have a pretty good chance to to get that number one seed in the MAC. Uh, if they did, you know, they'd obviously play the worst team that that made it through Monday. But say they lose an away game to WMU, there's a chance that Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo plays Bowling Green, Ohio, Kent, and then Bowling Green one more time this season. So there's a chance that Buffalo could like snag that number one spot. I think either way they're a lock for one or two because Ball State only has ten MAC wins. Um, it's really Buffalo with twelve and Central Michigan with thirteen. The one thing I think helps Central Michigan down the stretch here: they're home against NAU tomorrow mm. or Wednesday. At Saturday, Saturday they're at Western Michigan, then they're home at Ball State, and then they're at Toledo. Mm. That's not that far for road trips, really. I mean, the worst Toledo maybe what. Two and a half, three hours. Yeah, Toledo might be yeah. might be a little bit yeah. worse, but honestly, yeah. that's that's really not bad. Yeah, but if you Toledo's look at, right outside of the state, yeah. you know. But if you look at Buffalo too, they they have to go to Bowling Green, don't they? Yeah, they go to Bowling Green, home at Ohio, to Kent State, 
Which wouldn't be that? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. From Buffalo, New York. From Buffalo, New York. Yeah. To, no, uh, I think about that Kenta is a Isle, drive. Bowling Green, Isle, whatever. Yeah, and then like... and then they're home against Bowling Green for the last one, and then everybody's meeting up at uh, at Cleveland, of yeah. course. So that'll be that'll be a good time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, what what a season for them so far. I mean, absolutely. I'm gonna say it like, if there's one team that Sue Guevara could have assembled. That will win and you know will make it to this championship game. I think it's this one for sure. I mean, let's say they wait another year because they are they like Presley Hudson only a junior. Um, I think I believe Raina Frost is a junior too. Yep. But if they lose Tanara, I mean this team is a is an entirely different team. I mean Tanara is so she is their anchor on defense. You know, uh, so I think if they if they're gonna pick one year. Uh, to do it and do it do it well, it's gonna happen this year. Yeah, but, um, but at the same time, you know, they have to take care of business now. I mean, and I mean, uh, NAU is a tight game. You're playing at your rival. The thing is about rivalry games. Doesn't matter what your record is. Doesn't matter oh, how good yeah. you are. Throwing out the throwing out the window because the thing exactly. about rivalries, it's like beautiful and haunting at the same time. Anything yeah. goes. I mean, it's almost like a trap game. Some of them, like even exactly. if your rival has only has seven MAC wins, I mean. Don't go in there cocky exactly. because they exactly. will they'll take it right from you. Uh, it was a close one in McGurk Arena, so we'll we'll see what happens. We'll definitely keep you guys updated on cmlife.com, uh, cm-life.com. I'll, I'll correct myself. Good save. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely follow along with at CM Life Sports on Twitter too for all your updates and uh, you know we'll be tweeting out stores updates uh, throughout even throughout the uh, Cleveland so the MAC tournament. So moving on a little bit, um, we already talked about women's basketball, so we can we can walk through. Uh, the baseball and softball, some of their strengths, and you know how they how they started their season. I think baseball has only played four games so far, and softball, on the other hand, it was I think it's they're, eight. They're at four and four right now. So four and four, four and four game, four and four. So eight games. They take half and I'm taking half of them. <laughs> I'm talking too much here. <laughs> uh, one of them was canceled, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. okay. State. But so. it's really just like preseason stuff. I mean, they're they're in the south. Um, most of these games don't necessarily matter. Uh, in terms of you know, obviously Mac play, they're just trying to get warmed up. It's almost like they're spring training. Um, kind of is. It's, it's it's like the spring training before the spring training. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's like just make sure it kind of gauge where you're at. Yeah. So softball, they got a big tournament coming up uh, in Clearwater, so they're going to be there for about a week, something like that. About a week, I mean, and they're going to play. Oh, they're going to play a Wisconsin, lot of games. Wisconsin. There's uh, Southern Florida, I believe. Al- mm-hmm. uh, South Dakota State. Yeah. One of the Dakotas down there. Val- yeah, South think, Dakota State. I think Valpo, Valparaiso South is down Florida, there. Yeah, Valpa- Villanova. Villanova well. down there. Um, anyway, that that'll be a big tournament for them. Um, talk a little bit about uh, kind of dynamic how the teams change after uh, Rachel Knapp's gone because she was their she was their ace. She was. Uh, to be totally honest, uh, with the way these games are set, I can only like stream them, stream the stats. So I've been, mm-hmm. for me to really get a gauge on a team, I have to watch them. Oh so yeah. So for me, you know, it's kind of hard to get a gauge, but what I can tell right away. Um, it, they just if they can just find good pitching like you said, Nap Rachel Lamp mm-hmm. is gone. Like they need to find another pitcher. And yeah, they definitely do. What I've kind of heard, uh, you know, just from rumors and just hearing things around uh, people talking about softball was they have a great defense, mm-hmm. they have a great lineup. Yep. But they're pitching. You got to pitch. You, pitch. Yep. you you yep. just have to pitch. They're really they they got a lot of starters in the field. They got a lot of starters in the infield as well, um, or returning starters, I should say. But I mean, pitching is all. It all comes down to pitching. It right? does, and especially right now, too early in the year, you have to try to figure some things out. So I think pitching wise, I think maybe probably until you get in the max, you know, it might, it could potentially be a little um, 
be up in the air. But I think once they get in a roll, there's no doubt in my mind Yonker's going to develop some good pitching here. Oh yeah, I mean she's been. Yeah. I mean she's, she's been, been around for so long. Exactly. I mean I I know that you know she's going to be able to do it. It's just the task of doing it. Exactly. And um, the thing is though, for me, like they don't have to be great pitching. They just have to be good enough. They have to be hot at the right times. I feel exactly. Yeah. And and kind of on the other on the other side of the ball for for baseball, that's their strength. I mean they have all their starting pitchers from last year have returned, and. They still have Colton Bradley, who's their closer. I mean, he was an absolute ace. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's got ice in his veins. He he was just amazing to watch whenever they bring him on as a closer. Yeah. They're also moving days on cold to the bullpen. Yeah, their pitching is strong. Absolutely. Also, um, also fun fact: Col- Colton Bradley from Augusta, Michigan, just outside of Kalamazoo. So another two six nine guy. Big shout out right there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So so there is one one more one more on CMU's campus that's uh, from that side of the state, huh? <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't talk. I'm actually closer to I'm closer to Western, my hometown, than I am CMU. Yeah, you must but fire be. up all the way, right? Fire up, fire up uh, and die. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, where were we? Where were we at? Anyway, we we're talking about pitching. Uh, baseball team. They they just have an unbelievable lineup. So first, I got plus Zach Cohen. He's really he's really coming to his own too. But Michael Bertel, Tyler Hankins, a big guy who just had an unbelievable freshman year last year. Uh, Pat Leatherman. He's he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bertel's obviously their number one. Then you got Hankins, Leatherman, uh, Zach Cohn. He's also he's starting that fourth game, the normally like the midweek game. Most of the guys on those midweek games though, they're on pitch counts, so you see a lot of different pitchers. Uh, and then you got Dazen Cole coming off in the bullpen when he's not playing in the field. And then you got one more too. You got Colton Bradley. You can't forget about him. I mean, he he's a great closer. He's always throwing those strikes. <laughs> I mean, in the in the late innings, he can he can finish a game for you. I'll tell you what, and I think I think he's a senior this year, but he'll definitely be be anxious to <laughs> do well. They were picked to finish second, I believe, in the MAC. Because Kent State has picked first, if I'm, cor- if yep. I'm correct. Yep. Right. Kent State was first. Central Michigan was second, but we'll see how they do. They don't start. Uh, I think they don't start. Well, their first um, first actual game in Mount Pleasant is going to be on March 13th. Uh, 3.05 p.m., I think that's a, that must be like a Saturday maybe. Or no, maybe it's a midweek game and then Northwestern or Saturday. I don't know. I can't figure it out right now, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we'll get then, back to you in an article yeah, about well, that one in about two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, in about two weeks. You'll see something. Uh, CMI Sports, uh, follow on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, anyway, they don't start Mac play uh, until, I believe, uh, the 23rd of March, so at NIU. Um, so that'll be nice. They also, I believe, when is their – uh, I can't find it. Mag tournament starts um, on five twenty three eighteen, so you got a you got a while to wait for that one, but it should be a good season for them. I mean, if you got pitching, you got a good baseball team. I just want to point out one thing too. One sleeper, watch out for Jacob Crumb. He's not oh, yeah. this year. Now I told you about this. Yeah, you did. This is kind did. of a bit of something for me. Um, he spent last year at Lansing Community College. Uh, he was. In the outfield, my bro- younger brother Ethan at Concordia. Shout out to you, bud. Uh, <laughs> he, Ethan was at third base. Um, Crum last year hit over 400. Uh, get a chance to watch him play. His long strides running the bases, white his stroke hits. Like this kid's got something. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why maybe a major league team or two were stuck in at community college last year. Oh yeah. And no, they definitely gotten a few scouts. Uh, I've just heard you know rumors are long, and they gotten a few scouts for Bertel. They've gotten a few scouts for Daniel Robinson, who's going to be their, I think, I believe, second baseman or shortstop this year. They've gotten some scouts for Days on. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> they've always had a couple guys going in the league each year. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
No, they're definitely fun to watch, though. They got great pitching, and it should be a good year for them. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, <laughs> it, 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 to talk about Crum a little bit more, honestly, uh, Evan wrote that story a few days ago about how he said the decision to come play at CMU was yeah. a no-brainer. It was, well, especially, so with him, that, especially with him. He was from St. John's, so that mm-hmm. helps a bit, too. But I remember right when they told me he was like a bottom of the line of hitter for St. John's. Really? He started Spring Arbor his freshman year and transferred to Lansing. Things didn't really work out Spring Arbor, apparently. Mm-hmm. But now he's just blossomed. There you go, yeah. I mean, a uh, uh, late bloomer is still a bloomer, right? Um, Absolutely. You can uh, definitely check them out. Uh, I'm sure some of their games will be streamed, but they won't won't play in Mount Pleasant until uh, the 13th of next month. So um, it, should be, it should be a good one to watch. I think, you know, saying – Crumb saying that it's no matter to come to CMU. I think that says a lot about Jackson, too. Absolutely. Uh, this says a lot about the program, too. I yeah, think. just the program as a whole. I mean, Jackson's been here for so long. He knows what he's doing. And Absolutely. that's apparent, you know, across the country. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not even just in the MAC. So uh, he's definitely made a name for himself over these years. And I, th- I think they'll do well this season for sure. They, they start out 2-2. Two and two. Um, You know, preseason play practically. Um they're taking on New Mexico this weekend, so definitely follow along. Four games with the uh, Lobos. I believe they're the Lobos. Yeah, I think so. Um, but anyway, any, anything else to add? I mean, what, what's the update on uh, on the CMU men's basketball right now? Oh, well, what are they looking like? Uh, apparently, last update was DeLeo with nine points leads CMU. McCary behind him with eight. Moore leads WNU with nine points. Okay. So, oh, I see right here at halftime. So, what's the score we got for score here? So, WMU is up 39 to 33. All right. So, what a low scoring game. So, it's still, it's still a two possession game, though. So, they're, they're definitely still in this. Game. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're right in there. I mean,. I can definitely pull this off. It kind of sucks that we're uploading, you know, like right during. So it we is. don't have the result, but it hey, is. now there's that tension, right? You're gonna exactly. listen to this, and then you're like, gonna. Oh, check what happened? The what happened? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you can just go and see them hyphen life dot com and figure out what happened. Yeah, see them hyphen life dot com. You'll figure it out right away. Uh, definitely follow along. But that's all we got for you today. Uh, thanks for joining us on Marina Bowl. We'll see you next time.